Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstimer. Welcome back to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. So last week we talked about um, the, the Jovo plugin that you've been working on called Jovo Community Plugin Tools. Very descriptive name. Yeah, uh, it says right up front what it is. And uh, you talked a little bit about the shuffle array mm -hmm. uh, method that you had or, or tools that you had there. Uh, why don't we talk about the streak counter this week and, and maybe give us a little bit of a brief background on what this is for anybody who, who didn't watch last week, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, so um, if, you, if you're interested in the, the uh, street counter that I'm talking about today, then check out the uh, previous episode where we talked about the shuffle array. That might be useful as well. But just to remind everybody, this plugin is specifically for Jovo version four, and it has a few things in common. This makes the tool easily available inside of Jovo um, handler functions um, off of this object. So you can get do this dot dollar sign uh, JC tools. That's short for Jovo community tools dot street counter. And then there's a number of different uh, functions that, that are available off of the street counter that allows you to, to you know, do certain things. And this plugin, like the, the other plugins in this tool set, store data that are about the tool in user data storage that Jovo provides so that it persists across sessions. Um, like if you're wanting to keep a, a, a list of how many days in a row you've visited an application, that's going to have to be something that's persisted across a number of different days, right? So it's this is a daily street counter that helps you keep uh, track of what, if something's happened uh, continuously day after day after day, um, if you miss a day, the street counter goes back to one and you start all over again. Now, I got two questions before we begin. The first mm -hmm. is, um, this is only measure, this only measures daily streaks, right? Yes, it, it does. And, and I've thought about other things, other ways that this might be configured, um, or maybe there should be other counters that would be um, uh, for other different uh, time periods or for other different counters. But yes, daily, daily counters. And that day is reset when? Well, it is reset at UTC zero time. Okay. So in, for, for, for me, um, that would be depending on, I guess, if there's, well, there is no daylight savings time uh, <laughs> in Arizona, but I am affected by daylight savings time. So it seems like it is, um, but that would be 5 p.m. Okay. So that makes sense. The other thing is that it's uh, pretty straightforward to think, you know, you, this is the sort of thing you might want to add at the beginning to see how many days in a row they've showed up. Yep. Um, but it doesn't just need to be attached to your, your start intent or your welcome intent, does it? No. Um, and so all of these um, counters or, or the shuffle array allows you to pass in or requires you to pass in actually a key, which is a string of your choosing and so like in your launch event, you could have a, um, like a launch streak. How many times have they launched this uh, voice application and have they done it in a row? It could also be used, you could have another one for question correct. Um, so like if you mm -hmm. wanted to do question of the day and keep track of your streak of how many questions in a row have you've, um, you've gotten correct, um, then you just give it a different key and it will keep track of that 
um, separately from from the other things. So you, there's lots of different uh, ways wherever you want to use it. Um, you know, it works well in a game, but it might also be something that uh, you give some positive feedback or some encouragement um, when people come back and visit your skill day to day. Like, hey, congratulations! You know, you've uh, you've been you visited us five days in a row, or um, or different things like that, just to um, and it, and add it some keep, additional functionality to the to the skill or action. And, and you keep track of how many how many days that you know how many days the streak is going for. Correct. Yes. Okay. So what are the methods? How, how do we use this? Okay. So it's pretty simple. There are two main functions, get count and reset. So you could at some point yeah, in time, that, if that you seems wanted pretty to <laughs> manually reset the counter because something happened, then you can go ahead and, and manually reset that. It just basically wipes all the data out for that key. And you start back over with one and then get count is just going to um, give you the, the number that's associated with your streak. If uh, this is the first time you run it, then you'll get back a number one. Then the next day you come back and you call get count, it's going to give, give you back the number two. <laughs> if you wait two days and, and say, and try it again, then you're going to get back the number one because now you've broken your streak and you're starting all over again. So really it just manages just about everything. Yes. Behind, that's fantastic. That really, I mean, I, I think that's one of the beautiful things about all of these tools is that they really make it as simple as possible for you to just use them. Yeah, there's, there's no excuse to not have streaks in your games yeah. or, um, or voice apps now because it's, there's really nothing that you have to do other than call get count and pass it a key and then you're done. That's, that's pretty simple. I think the other thing to kind of point out is that you also, again, have this get entry and set entry methods, which mm -hmm. do the actual work of getting the, the management object from, from the user object and saving it again in the other end. And you, you expose that, which again, seems fantastic. So uh, yeah, so let's talk about how it is implemented. Behind the scenes, whenever you call get count, it's going to check to see, well, first of all, if the data storage is initialized or not, because um, this might be the very first time you're calling it with the key. And so if, if the data storage location doesn't exist for the key launch, then it's going to go ahead and create one and set it with uh, um, a, a default uh, count of one. And it's going to go ahead and set, it's also storing something I call last day. Um, in, in JavaScript, you can call the date get time function and it will tell you the number of milliseconds since the epic mm -hmm. of you know January first, nineteen seventy, right? So I do some calculation and actually I convert that number into um, the the number of days since the since. epic. Okay. And so all I'm doing on get count is I'm doing a diff to see if you're calling that and the number of days uh, today is or like right now when you're called it is the same as what's being stored, then nothing's changed. You're just, it's not gonna do anything other than just return back what the count is. There's no change to the count. But if there's a difference, it's gonna do one of two things. If the difference between those two days is one, it's gonna increment the counter and save it. If it's greater than one, then it's gonna reset it back to, to, one. to one. And that's all, it's, that's all it's doing behind the scenes. It's just keeping track of how many days since the since the, the epic and how uh, and the difference between the last time you you saved um, that last day value. 
it's all pretty straightforward. It almost sounds deceptively simple. <laughs> well, and I've used this in a number of different games. And so I've, I've thought about this and, you know, and I, and, and I kept thinking, well, I should bundle those all together into some sort of like a game or a tools plugin. And I was going to do that. And that was about the same time that Jovo 4 was coming out. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll just wait until I get to you know, a chance to kind of ramp up on, on uh, version four and, and figure out how it works behind the scenes. There's a, some slight differences um, in how plugins work from version three to version four. And so um, had some time this last weekend and thought, you know what, I think it's time to to start putting some of these things together. But Street Counter is something that's really helpful and, and I've used quite a bit. So that was Street Counter. Now, as, as I kind of described it the other time, we've got kind of the, the flip version of that and that's the Recharge Counter. Yes, Recharge Counter is fun. Let me, I'm gonna bring up the screen here so I can quickly look at the documentation uh, for it. But there's, there's good documentation on the site of uh, how to install the plugin, uh, what methods are available, what they do, even how it's stored behind the scenes. I've really tried to make it um, as straightforward. As a developer, it bothers me when I don't understand how something works or kind of what, what its purpose is. So I was really trying to make sure that there was, there was no question on what was happening. <laughs> the purpose of the recharge counter, and I've used that, uh, we've, we've mentioned before in SnatchWord, where you have a set number of actions. But then once you use that set number of actions, you have to wait um, for it to recharge before you can use it again. And this is a, a, a little trick or you know, a good thing that you can do in games to encourage people to come back um, because you, know, you, you can do a certain amount of things. And so they, there's a certain amount of gameplay and you can kind of tailor that to how long you would want the gameplay to be on any given day. Mm -hmm. But then this gives them a reason if you set the recharge back to, um, you know, it could be 15 minutes, it could be three hours if you want to encourage them to come back the same day, or it could be 24 hours if you want them to, to come back. And you know, 24 hours is probably a pretty good time because if they're playing at this time uh, today, then there's a good chance that they might be available to play this time uh, tomorrow. Yeah. And so, now, now so, so you can set how many charges you have. Yes. So and you, set a, you set a, a max number. So like if you wanted to, to have uh, three actions, you know, it could be, I don't know, think about it. I, I, I think I kind of think about this as like the old, is it, was it Farmville where you were doing some crops and then you planted some crops, but oh, yeah. then you had to come back after a certain amount of time to, to come back and play. That's kind of what I was thinking when I created this. Um, so, you know, maybe you can plant 10 things and then you have to wait for the recharge to happen. Now the recharge is actually on each of the different items. Oh, that's, that was, that was my next question. Yeah. So, so if I use, if I've got a recharge time of an hour mm -hmm. and I use just one and then half an hour later, I use the second one after an hour, only the first one will have been recharged. The second Correct. one still, still needs to wait another half hour for it to recharge. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's, I think that's the right way to handle it, but that certainly that certainly must have added complexity to the data structure. A little bit, yeah. It's uh, I'm actually having to keep um, a value, a time value for each of the different slots that are available in the you know in in the max list. So you know this isn't something that you're going to like do a hundred of or something. It's it's you know it's something that's kind of manageable. Yeah. Um, 
this is this is, could be like like we said we could it could be used in a game scenario you might when your um voice app starts up maybe there's some sort of a a a notice or like a nag to do something and you don't want that to happen every time you could set the the max count as one and then whatever the time period mm. it is and you can have both because you pass it a key to, to describe what the thing is that's that's being recharged and it could be actions it could be you know reminders it could be you know upsell um, yeah. opportunities in, inside of in skill purchasing there's just it doesn't have to be used in a in a game and it doesn't have to be used in like you know in, in that way there's there's other creative ways that you you know anything that you want to only happen periodically and and not have to worry about it um, um, you know all the logic of how to set that up you can just do a recharge code okay so let's talk us through the API for this okay so um, once again, the same kind of, uh, some of the same things that you've seen before, everything is gonna require a key to distinguish one from the other because you could have multiple in the same app. Um, there's the same get entry and set entry values, but like the data structure is gonna be different. It's, it's the data structure specific to this, mm -hmm. um, this tool, the recharge counter, and there's a reset so that you could decide that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just reset everything for this key all over again and, and, and start over and, and and to be exactly. clear, that give what what does reset do in this case? Does that give all of the charges back or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically, the the two things that you can set is the max number, and the time in minutes of the recharge. Okay. And then, so those two values are stored, and then there's also an array of times that is going to be the number of minutes since the epic time. So it's just that value scrunched down into minutes so okay. that now you can tell, you know, how many minutes. Um, and right now everything is, is, is minutes. You can set the, the, um, the, the recharge minutes. Uh, you can ask how much time until the next recharge and that's going to come back as minutes. And so if, if minutes isn't what you want, um, <clears throat> then you're going to have to do your own conversion into something else, into yeah. to an hours value or into an hours minutes, you know, or days minutes, days hours minutes, whatever, whatever it is that that you want to do. That's that's kind of up to you. But the the mechanism that's being stored is is in minutes. Makes sense. Okay. All right. So um, so set max and set recharge minutes set, sets the scenario up. Um, set max is usually like one or. Uh, Three, three or, or 10 three or, or whatever. Yeah. And then recharge minutes is 15 minutes. It could be one day. It could be two days. It could be 21 days, you know, whatever you want to do. So then there is a, um, a get count. And that's just going to tell you how many, how many counters you have available to use. Um, that's pretty be, straightforward. Yeah. Zero through up to what, whatever the zero max through a max. Is. Yep. That's all that you get. Okay. Subtract is going to decrement your counter. So if you've got three, if, you're, if your max was three, then you call subtract, it's going to decrement that down to two. Okay. What that does is behind the scenes in the times array, it fills in a slot with the you know, time, minutes since epic of, when, of, of this, this time that you subtracted it. The current and, time. Of the current time. Okay. Of the current, yeah, of the current time that subtract was called. So, so when a charge was, so, so you have an array of when the charge was last used. 
Yes. Okay. So then to figure out what the count is, it's the max length minus how many slots are filled in that array. And that's how many you have left. How many slots have values? Okay. Since, since the time array is keeping track of, of the last time that, you know, or the time when the subtract was called. Okay. Then, uh, so now we've got, you know, we've got two available. So uh, two slots available. And so your count is going to be two. When you do get next recharge in minutes, it sorts the values in the times array and it picks the one that's going to recharge the soonest. And it gives you the time in minutes until that happens. So you could use the get next time and recharge in minutes to, to somebody tries to do something. You're like, oh, sorry, you can't do that. I'll come back in 30 minutes yep. and, um, and, and you know, you're, you're able to, to do that. Now, if you still have slots available, then time in minutes, it's a recharge time in minutes is going to return back zero. You still have slots to fill. It's, you can immediately do something right now. There is no time you have to mm-hmm. wait to recharge. Um, but if the if the slot array is all filled with all you know max number of values in there, it's going to tell you when the first one's going to in essence be removed from the array. So and, when does one actually get removed from the array? So when you call subtract, it's going okay. to check and remove expired entries. When you get okay. count, it's going to check and remove items. So it's 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 nothing. There's no thing that's running behind the scenes pulling things. I was going to say, yeah. The next time that you want that you care to know when the next one is, it's going to first remove entries from the array before it then either gives you the recharge minutes or gives you the count or does the subtract. So that's that's kind of the that's the little trick behind the scenes is that whenever you're asking for it. Now the other trick is that subtract actually returns back a boolean. So if you say subtract and you've okay. got slots that are available, so now you're using up one of the slots, it's going to uh-huh. return back true. I, I actually did subtract something. Right. Got but it. But if, if your count is zero and you do a subtract, it's going to give you back a false. So you can use a subtract to decrement something figure out if you still have something available if if you if you really did some you know something uh-huh. or not and comment on that and and like and call recharge in minutes if you needed to right so basically to, it it, yeah. it lets you do things like say you know um it's it's an atomic operation so you know if it succeeded or failed not that we have too much race conditions here anyway yeah. but yeah. but it lets you do it and then if it succeeded return how many are left and if it failed return when the next one needs to be done yep when when so that that's makes a lot of sense rather than checking that beforehand and then taking action yep that makes a lot of sense and so and you can call that as many times as you as you want there's no there's no side effect if it fails yeah if, if if there's nothing to subtract it's just not going to do anything it's going to return false saying I didn't do anything to let you know that nothing really happened, but that's information that you could immediately act on too. Uh-huh. So, so that's the methods, I guess, any questions on the, the methods available and what they do? No, that's pretty straightforward. 
I, I, and I think I've said that every for every one so far. <laughs> well, thanks, because that's what I was. Well, I wonder, like, what is the easiest thing? You know, we're gonna we're gonna worry about the data storage for you behind the scenes. We're gonna worry about uh, allow you to pass in the key so you can have multiple of these in the app. Um, right. If if you need to, and I only want to surface the things that you really need to know to use these. So it's it's as easy as to use as possible. It's, it's kind of what I was shooting for. I think you I think you you hit the mark on all of that. Thank you. So we, we've kind of talked about this already, but just to to reiterate, what's actually stored in the database is underneath the JC Tools dash. Uh, well, it's dollar sign user dot data dot JC tools dot recharge counter dot the name of the, the key for the counter is then the following three values, the max value. And that only changes when you do a set max. Yeah. The recharge in a minute only changes when you set Same. the set recharge in minutes. And then the times array, which um, there's you know, different methods that you'll call that will remove items that have expired from that list or subtract what, which will add something to that list. And that's, that's really all that's happening. If you wanted to get, if uh, for some reason you, you wanted to get the max values and the recharge, then you could use that get entry and pass in the key and it would return you back this object. So you could then check the max or the recharge yeah. in minutes if you needed to. Um, but typically you won't. So and it, it doesn't matter. So it, typically, uh, well, the, the way Jovo works is that every time um, a request comes in as, as, as a request response, um, you know, a turn in the conversation, mm -hmm. it's going to um, pull the data values out of user storage. It's going to actually new up your plugins all over again. Um, but because things were stored in user storage, now they, they have context. And so it doesn't matter you could have like in your launch um, function or your welcome function, whatever, you could have the thing that sets the max count, the, you know, the set max value and the, the recharge for a certain counter. It doesn't hmm. matter um, because you'd just be rewriting it with the same thing anyway. Um, so, so the max and the timing can be set per user. You could, so, yes. So for example, if you've got a user that has, uh, you know, that, that has purchased the gold package, they get a reset time of 15 minutes, but if they mm -hmm. only purchase the silver package, they get the reset time of 30 minutes. That is true. And because you control what the key is, um, well, and this is a little bit different too, because on, on, um, on the Alexa side of things, you this, this is off of user data storage, which is really the account that your Alexa has been set up with. But yeah. there's also an ability to turn on personalization what would really be interesting is to make sure that the data storage options actually work with personalization and could, if, if you know the unique person ID, that you would actually have a separate data record for that. That's one way that you could handle it. Uh, that, that I, I think that would require some configuration or, or something to make that happen. That's something I'll have to talk to the Joe guys about. Um, but if you wanted to still have things stored like at the account level, but have these different things based on the person ID, you can incorporate the person ID as part of the key mm. um, that you're, you're passing. And so you could have different, you know, keep track of different individuals. So like some, some people would like, if I'm speaking, it would say, Oh, you've got, you know, 
three three actions left and you know my son was playing and it's like oh you have to wait 15 minutes until so you could conceptually have a game where more than one person is as long as they've got voice profile set up could be playing a game at the same time and have and keep track of different right and they end, and, and because on Alexa they end up as the same user because it's the same device. Yeah, it's this, yeah, it's the same. It's the same account. All these voice profiles are under right. one account, and so that the user ID is really the account ID. We've talked about this before. Yeah. But. So very very cool. Thank you. I'm not pre-announcing anything, but there is some badges work that I've done before, Ooh. and I'm all thinking of a badges plugin. I've I've, I've done work before, and it's just like. It's, it's, it is quite a bit of work and there's some things I didn't like about how it imp I implemented it last time that I've, you know, sometimes I've stayed up until 2 a.m. thinking about because <laughs> I can't sleep. With, I, I start thinking about it before I go to bed and then I can't stop thinking about it because I'm thinking about how this works. So uh -huh. not pre-announcing, but one of the next things I might want to tackle would be a badges. Um, that, that might be its own plugin or it might be um, part of this tools. So... Very cool stuff. Uh, and again, it's open source. So if people have feedback or if there's something they want to work on, the source is, uh, is there as part of uh, Jovo-community. Mm -hmm. um, and and you, can, can, you, you can ask questions um, there, uh, issues. Uh, if you want to join, uh, add your own tool, then you could do a pull request and we can talk about um, you know, make sure that it's consistent with the other tools on, on how they work. But uh, I'm, I'm not averse to expanding this list of, of, of tools in the plugin. And uh, you can, or you can just contact us on LinkedIn or on Twitter and ask questions or give us feedback. And of course, we can discuss this again in the future on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Alan. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for sharing this. This has been uh, interesting. Yep, you're welcome.